0: hello everybody and welcome to another fantastic episode of the roots of life podcast i am one of your hosts taylor and i am joined today by the one and only jimmy yeah what's up good man how are you
1: doing today (laughs) i'm good i'm good just woke up actually damn you slept in a little bit today yeah i was up for like 30 plus hours so i figured i could sleep in a bit
0: damn dude what were you doing
1: up for so long (laughs) well i had a an overnight shift and then i came home and i wasn't tired so i just stayed up for the whole day you know you know they say it's bad to for your health to stay up that late yeah but when you're not tired it's i don't know i was i was doing stuff i was doing stuff around the house so got some stuff done yeah
0: you got to get stuff done right when when the time hits when the inspiration's there you gotta capitalize on it you know you gotta make it happen so yeah cool man well that's awesome i'm glad i'm happy that you were able to take the time out of your day to join me on what will be another adventure for the roots of life and for
1: all of the listeners joining us yeah man i'm so stoked we already tried to record this one and it didn't go so well. We didn't really like it. So I'm excited to try again, get this one going. Yeah. Sometimes, you
0: know, uh, just like in any creative medium, you know, you hit blocks sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. We just, we started getting into it and, you know, it just wasn't working for us. And so we decided that we were going to take a little break, find our inspiration again, come back to it, readdress everything. And it was going to come back and it's going to be better. It's going to be uh Better content, so yeah. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you start it off? Tell everybody or give give a little overhead here of what we are going to be talking about today.
1: So, we decided, um, looking through our podcast topics that we have written down, that uh, we're going to talk about relationships today. Now, we thought this was a good idea because both of us we're in re- in relationships. And the two of us have been friends for a number of years. Um, since, yeah, it's about 13 years now, I think, if you, if you go back. Um, so we've decided, like, we'll just do a quick overview of, like, relationships. We want to talk about, like, healthy relationships, um, like, different types of relationships and where they go, how they work. Um, not necessarily just romantic relationships, though like business relationships, friendships, even acquaintances, that's a relationship. So um, yeah, we just thought it would be a good idea to touch on these kind of things. And as this is a big part of like everyone's life. So you don't always just want to have the creative side, you want to have that that whole being as well. So I thought it'd be a good, good thing to talk about. Do you have any where you'd like to start? I
0: do. I actually had an idea today for how we could kind of progress talking about different relationships. Now, I wanted to start from the very beginning. I want to work our way almost chronologically, not necessarily relevant to us, but to people in general. The relationships that we start building from our infant years, okay, working up towards the environment that you put yourself into as you get into your primary years and then your intermediate years and then into your years as a young adult and at, so as the relationships change as the dynamic in your life changes i want i want to address those relationships kind of in that way okay so who's the very first relationship that you'll ever
1: develop like who's who's that person jimmy uh well your mother you yeah I mean, you're in a relationship with your mother nine months before you're even out of the womb kind of thing. So so she's a I mean, special lady in your life. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, we don't need to get into the science of pregnancy and everything like that. That's, that's for, a whole another episode. That's for another day. <laughs> but I think it's important to know about how that, re- that First relationship that you ever develop with any person, before you're even aware or conscious of it, how that can affect all the relationships that you have for the
1: rest of your life. Yeah, I think we mentioned in uh, the bonus episode that we did, if you'd like to see it, you can go to our Patreon page. Um, And it is only for people that have donated. Patrons is what they call it. So it's only a dollar. And then you can see this extra content. We had talked about it a little bit there. The idea of, the, of nature and nurture, where growing up, you become a certain person based upon the way you've been brought up, the interactions that you've had through your infant, um, child, and then young adult life, and the interplay between the, the nurturing aspect of like how you're treated and what you're taught, as well as the the nature aspect is like how you naturally react to things your basically your temperament
0: i think it's really important to point out that as a parent you have to know that you know you have a big impact on your relationship with your child is a very important one that will help shape the relationships that they have moving forward for the rest of their lives and so You know, and that's everything from like the energy to the that you exhibit in the household and what they see on a daily basis. Now, you may not think that they recognize a lot of it or that they understand, but they do because a child's brain develops. It's something around 80 or 90 percent from the time they're born until they're about three years old. And so their brain does so much development in that time. And maybe they can't understand the words or they don't know exactly what the word means, but they understand the tone in which they get said. So everything that you do has an effect on your child and the relationships that they have, you know, moving forward. So it's important to just be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you also... It's important to make sure you have those interactions with your child and not just plop them in front of a TV because if they don't understand, if they don't have those interactions with you as a parent, then they never developed a relationship with you necessarily or not to the extent that some might hope. And then they have a harder time developing relationships with other
1: people. They don't have that that emotional intelligence is, basically, a, they're not able to th- see how their emotions reflect on other people, and they they can't necessarily um, see how other people's emotions are reflecting upon them, and the difference in perception between the two. Uh, when you when you don't have that basic parental relationship, I know there's like lots of troubles when when kids have parents that aren't around or parents that work too much or have all these different things. Those are like the risk factors for later on in life when when things can go wrong.
0: And usually when those problems develop, the person, like if I say my parents weren't around, I, I would then reflect that in my later relationships, especially romantic ones, I think is huge because, you know, if your parents aren't around, you aren't shown how to show that emotion or how to share your feelings, then you don't know how, to show those to your better half and when you're in a romantic relationship you always have to take into consideration the other person's needs and desires because ultimately that's what's gonna keep that person happy and healthy and if you can't do that then it's not going to be a healthy relationship and usually you know those things only last for so long there's healthy relationships and there's toxic ones before we go into The romantic side of things so we develop we have these relationships with our parents and obviously there's other people that that we have relationships with at such a young age you know say a lot of times grandparents or you know our close friends maybe aunts and uncles and then from there when you expand and you go into your primary years who who would be some of the next people that you would think uh, would be important relationships that you would
1: uh, encounter so i think the the most important ones become to teachers as well as your peers so you learn a lot from teachers especially if they're those teachers that are inspiring and get you to think about things we talked about that back in episode 10 and then peers peers are really big the those are the people that you meet and You're like, oh, man, you have way different ideas than my parents and you're my age. So this is awesome. Let's go break that thing. That's cool. You get those like you get those troublemaker friends. You get those friends that don't ever do anything wrong in their life. You just have all these different people that are all your age and have the same like mental capacities as you. And you can all like agree on one thing that your parents suck because it's difficult. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a it's a giant group of people that you, you learn all these different things from. You always have people saying things to you and these relationships grow where you have people that are nice, people that aren't nice, and it's just like pushes the idea forward for you that not everyone is going to always be nice to you like your parents were. I think I think one of the biggest things. When you're young and you learn like, oh, when I draw a picture, not everybody's going to think that's awesome. Some of these kids are going to make fun of me for it and that's where a lot of those that emotional intelligence is important because if you don't have that from when you're when you're dealing with parents and you get to that age, it's really difficult to adjust to the fact that not everyone is gonna always be on your team.
0: Yeah, that's having that sense of self, yeah, you know, and I think that's becoming an ongoing issue in this day and age with uh, millennials and social media and it's constantly said that, you can have anything you want. Like,
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you do this and you do that, you know, the world is yours. You can take it. A- and those goddamn participation ribbons. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you got 32nd place. Here's a ribbon. But good job. You get a <laughs> ribbon for participation.
1: No, you got 32nd. You suck.
0: Yeah, Bizarre. pretty much.
1: You do very well. <laughs> Swim harder. Yeah go back and practice you you can make it if you try harder i'm probably do better and maybe yeah, it's not better. your thing
0: maybe you need to do like try something else yeah
1: giving these kids ribbons for these kind of things it's like hey no you'll make it but not everybody makes it and it's just a fact it sucks but sometimes That's you, you got to give them the the idea that no this one's not for you try something new or push them to practice more and get better at it not just Here's, you did okay. You did good. They didn't. I think that's, uh, you may not
0: realize it as a kid, but those are some of the most important relationships are to surround yourself with people who make you want to do better. Mm -hmm. Friends who encourage you to try new things and push the envelope as opposed to putting you down when you want to try something. A lot of that comes down to the... Stereotypes and scrutiny that, you know, one person's father might say like, oh, that's too girlish or like you shouldn't do that. And then that kid then comes and projects that onto you when you want to do something that might not necessarily be looked at as something that your gender usually does within like the typical society norm, I guess. Yeah, totally. So I think that was something that I was very grateful and i benefited from specifically was i always had people around me who were uh encouraging to me you know especially some of Mm -hmm. my really close friends because i was definitely one of those kids where i didn't have a ton of friends but i had the tight circle of super good quality friends that were always there for me and you know even like you said like to this day like you know we've known each other for say, almost 15 years or whatever, and I always count John as one of my good friends who I've been really good friends with since I was four or five, and, you know, both you guys, amongst others, I continue to talk to this day, so I think it's a huge thing to have those concrete relationships that are gonna, you know, just people that'll be there for you and will encourage you to try new things, and, you know, people are usually scared, when, yeah. when you tell them you want to do something, and it's usually something they want to do, but they're too scared to do it. They want to tell you that you can't do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: what, and what do we say to people like that, Jimmy? <laughs> Not today.
1: Not today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I've actually been reading this book. I don't want to explain what it's about yet. Simply because of something they said in the book about making declarations to the world. It's, it's a, yeah, it's okay to make declarations to like a tight circle where those people, they, they'll they push you to, be, to do better, be positive, that kind of thing. They'll hold you accountable. Yeah, they'll hold you accountable. But in making that big declaration to the, to the world, a lot of people think, well, I've told everyone this. And I know this is definitely a thought process that I've had and I've done this exact thing. I've told everyone that I'm going to do this. So I'm going to hold myself accountable for what I've said I'm going to do. And I'm going to get it done basically through guilt of saying that's what I said I was going to do so I have to do it now so I'm going to try not to make a big declaration but it is one of those goals that I have set for this year that I want to have completed by the end of the year but in this book what I was reading is that it's good to have those that tight circle but and to make declarations to them like this is something I want to try and get those people to push you and do those good things And it's important to choose those friends wisely because not all your friends are going to be that positive person or have, even if it's just about that one thing, they're not necessarily going to think that's a good idea for you or whatever. But it's good to have friends that can express their ideas and their thoughts about the thing in a positive and productive way. So not just calling you down saying, oh, you, you can't do that, you'll never make it. If they don't think that it's a good fit for you, Maybe it's a good thing for them to say something, but not in a negative way. That's
0: that's so interesting that you've been reading that, because I actually just had a conversation with my teacher a week or so ago, and it was about something so similar. He has all these really cool ideas and always drops these like philosophy bombs on us. Oh and, man, I love those. Yeah, they're they're always like your jaw
1: drops in awe and you're like, wow, you're so smart. You and have a small existential crisis for the rest of the day. I'm kind of like, oh man, I never thought about that. I got to rethink my whole life just about that.
0: And so that was exactly why he had told us. He was like, tell people this stuff. He even said as far as like, put it on social media, post mm-hmm. it on there, I'm doing this. Because as artists and as musicians, it's like... Basically, you said it's like you'll get it done out of a fear of looking like an idiot. Yeah. If you if you don't accomplish it, which I was almost no man like I couldn't do that. Like that's not in my capabilities. I think it and gives my like power. It, it almost
1: gives a bit too much pressure for the thing. Yeah, like, and oh, I think I, w- I would be... crack under that kind of pressure. Yeah. I think that's I, unsettling. I know, like, for I know me. that's something that I've done so time and time again, um, especially when I was in school. I'd go up to like a group of friends that I was sitting with and be like, okay, by the end of the day, I'm going to have these three assignments done. Like obviously shooting for goals that are like way too far because I'm terrible at picking goals, but I would sit there and I would work as hard as I could to try and get those things done by the end of the day because I was like, oh, I just told all these people. But then I also know there's other days where I was, I'd be like telling different people that I'd come up with like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. It's so all the same thing. I get there, sit on my phone for three hours. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to class again. And I never got anything done. And I mean, it doesn't happen every, every time where I've been telling everybody and then I don't get anything done or I've just told a couple people and then I do get things done. It's a mix where either time I'll be getting something done or not. But it, I think it's, I, I see the point where giving that huge declaration, it creates too much pressure in a way. Where you're like, oh, I have all this stuff to do, and then your brain kind of just like shuts off because there's, ma- there's too many thoughts happening that are saying these are all the things that could go wrong, when in reality, all you have to think about is what do I have to get done. Well, I
0: think I think there's a fine balance
1: between yeah. between uh, shooting for the
0: stars and setting realistic goals for yourself. Yeah, and it l- I think, like you said before, it is very important to have that quality set of friends that you can rely on to back you up, but then also kind of crack down on you when it needs to happen. when my class was having that conversation with my teacher, it was, he said, post on social media. And we and a lot of us were like, well, you know, I don't think so. And then he was like, okay, well there's 15 of you here. You're all trying to do the exact same thing. You're all in a Facebook group on Facebook, I guess. and, He was like, tell it to each other. He was like, you're all doing something right now. You're trying to better yourselves by being here and push your careers forward. So why can't you rely on each other? I like that. That is one of the groups that, you know, it was like, okay, still a group of people that, you know, I don't necessarily know everybody in that class. I don't know them super well. But just the idea that everybody's there with the same intent gives Mm. you an incentive to... Share your ideas with them, and you know, and just see, and just rely on each other a little bit. But I would also like to try experimenting with this, maybe with you, and maybe if okay. we can find some other uh, of our close friends to kind of get mm-hmm. in on it, because then maybe we can just create even, like a
1: little Facebook group kind of thing for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: just kind of push ourselves forward even harder and yeah, just like encourage that. each other. Because uh, I know
1: I could always use encouragement and inspiration. Oh, I I need it. I need encouragement, inspiration. I need to tell people things because if I don't, then I'm not necessarily thinking about the things that I need to get done. A lot of my thought processes, they they're not always very clear until I've stated it. And then I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's what I was thinking. That makes sense." Sometimes when I stated it, it gets even more muddled, but a lot of the time I'll be thinking, like, okay, I need to get this done. and I'll say that to somebody, and it makes it, almost, it, makes it more concrete to me. Like, okay, that's an actual goal. They didn't react in a crazy way, like, whoa, you're going to go slay a dragon? That's it's a little difficult. They're like, okay, yeah, you can go do that. That's, that's something I think you're, you're able to do. And I like that. I, I like having that, basically like that backboard you can bounce something off of.
0: Totally. I always relate it to the start of the podcast and getting here. Like, yeah, you know, we had to bounce these things off of each other because it was, we ran into this issue. Okay, well, how do we solve that? You know, and instead of sitting there in our own head being like, well, you know, I don't know, I'll figure it out. I can do it tomorrow. The point is, tomorrow never comes. No. You know, that's procrastination, resistance at its finest. And sometimes you have to meet resistance with resistance. Mm -hmm. And when you do make that decision, you'll push through and you'll break past that wall eventually. And guaranteed, you're going to be met with more resistance. But if you just keep working at it, you know, it gets easier and easier. So, yeah, that's, I guess, something if you're getting stuck and you need to find a way to kind of break through and make a move in life, make some like palatable changes, then maybe find some people, some of your close friends to confide in because I think it's known quality. When it comes to relationships and it comes to your friendships and the people that you surround yourself with, it's all about quality over quantity.
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. And you got to make sure those friends, they're not like a hindrance to your life. You want those personal relationships to be something positive to to be something that pushes you forwards you don't want those friends that are they don't want to do anything for themselves they don't want to go anywhere they don't even want to see you go anywhere because that would mean that you're you might not be around for them anymore you want people that they're excited for you when you're going on new adventures doing new things you want those people that want to push you forwards and they want to be pushed forwards You want those healthy relationships with with, between two people. You don't want anything detrimental or toxic.
0: You know, if Jimmy came up to me one day and was like, "I want to do this," I would be like, "Okay, well, how can we do it? Like, I'll help you do this, but what do we need to research? What do we need? What information do we need to gather so that we can accomplish this? As opposed to being..." okay, best of luck.
1: You know, yeah, I yeah. have fun with that. I mean, when I right? came up to the podcast and everything, you were like, what do you think about doing a podcast? I said, that sounds awesome. I've always wanted to do that. And then it was both of us jumping on the computer, looking for things on how to get it done. I mean, Taylor does a lot of the edit. He does all the editing and a lot of work with the social media. Honestly, there's half the time I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't even know if I do a lot for this besides talk, and then, but I've been working on the, the website, the blog, things like that, trying to get as much, give as much as I can to this project. So I like the idea that we both work towards it. It's not just one of us sitting there like, yeah, just give me a call when you want to talk on, the, on Skype kind of thing. So I feel like this is a good, it's a good relationship. We both want things to get done. We both want to see it done. And we both don't expect the other one to necessarily just have it done. I mean, today I slept in, so Taylor's right on it. He jumped on and and posted an episode, which is usually what I would be doing on Friday morning. So I, was, I woke up and I was like, oh, it was posted. Awesome, because I'm late. So I was, I was really excited. I was like, thanks, man. He's like, no worries. Got it figured. Done. Didn't know how to do it at the time, but I figured exactly. it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because it's something I've never done before, you know, making sure because that's – but – So it's about having that support. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, even though sometimes that support may fail, then, you know, you have to be there and ready to work for yourself. Yeah. Nobody's going to work for you. You know, people will get sick of carrying your lazy ass along. So get your feet underneath you, get them planted and get ready for a day's work. Yeah. Get your shit done. So. Talking about the blog, I don't know if Mm -hmm. we've mentioned it yet, but we did launch our website recently, RootsofLifePodcast.com. There are blog posts on the website Mm -hmm. that are in direct reference to the episodes and they go a little bit more in depth and they show some links to some of the stuff that we talk about. There's a couple of them up already dating back to
1: a couple of the first episodes. Yeah, episode 1 and 2 are up and I'm partway through episode 3 right now.
0: Yeah, so we're slowly working on getting those caught up. So if you have listened to Every Roots of Life podcast episode like you probably should have, then <laughs> there's some more
1: research there and you can go back and, you know, find out a little bit more about it. And hey, if you if you check the facts, you're like you guys are wrong. Let us know. I don't like being wrong. I want to know if I'm wrong. I want to be able to correct those mistakes. So that's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Moving forward. Yeah. We are now out of our primitive years. We have some concrete friends, <laughs> and we're moving on <laughs> Sorry, to high I was school. Just thinking
1: primitive years. Think, and I, I just got these vision of these tiny little cavemen children. Just, oh yeah, <laughs> no. I, I meant like primary, elementary yeah, yeah, school. No, that's yeah, that's
0: <laughs> Yeah. Just thinking. Like, I don't know if that works wouldn't... in context. Actually, <laughs> kind but. of like
1: um, recess with the kindergartens. Those little, the little. Tribe. If you think
0: about it, when you know, when you are a kid, you are almost in the most primitive yeah. state that you will ever be in. Basically, right? Like a little chimpanzee. Yeah, totally. You just literally want to climb on monkey bars, climb over yeah. desks, and climb up on. You see that video? There was a kid of a cl- climbing a dresser, and the dresser tipped over. No. Yeah, I think it happened somewhere in BC, and twin brothers, you know, young, yeah. uh, were climbing on some dressers, and the dresser tipped over, and then the other brother managed like. Being a year old or something, managed to lift up the dresser and save his brother, what? who was stuck underneath it. Yeah, I don't know if they were a year or two years, but they were infants. Like they yeah, were small, just tiny.
1: Wow. Yeah, That's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's amazing what the body can do when oh, yeah. uh, when it has to. I don't even know. Can your body? Does your body produce? Can you produce like adrenaline when you're that young? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. You have the. It can. Yeah, all those systems are kind of in place at that point.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cool. It was so so interesting. Yeah. But I think the parents were pretty choked. No, no doubt. No. I, I think after that, they went to some extreme measures of putting locks on all the dressers so that they couldn't tip over. Yeah, I was and a little
1: afraid of where that story was going to go. I don't
0: think there was any extreme damage to the child's health or anything. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a awesome, awesome story. Pretty, I love that. Pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. high school now, Jimmy. People mm-hmm. are crazy. Hormones y- are kicking in. Crazy. You've left <laughs> yeah. the sanctuary, the safe place that was your primary school. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of your friends have left. You're feeling abandoned. Where do you turn? How do you find, how do you develop those relationships? What do you do in that ben, situation?
1: I think, uh, I think high school is kind of like a black hole sucks everybody into the drama and craziness of the hormones that are pumping through all of these kids veins they don't even know what's going on especially today with like the social media aspect everybody knows everything about everyone and they're all just doing these crazy things to try and impress each other and be better than the other one when really none of these things are going to do anything for them with just like jumping off roofs and crazy stuff like that and i mean this that's where I think like the peers really come into play um you're you're moving a farther away from farther away from parents um starting to think everybody that's older than you is kind of not really all there kind of kind of dumb kind of has some stupid ideas or something because you get entitled you get that you get that ego kind of coming in that's where it's like man I'm awesome these people that I hang out with all the time they're awesome cuz they're in my in-group. Everyone else kind of sucks cuz I don't really care to learn anything about them.
0: Well, that's how it is, right? You have your tribe, you know, and then you you kind of have your inner circle, and then you've got the uh, you know, yeah, like your more acquaintances, and then you've got the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying outsiders like you don't fit in or anything. I'm saying You are an outsider to my world. Yeah. So all the, like, my tribe are the people that I confide in. They know about me. They know who I am. They know what I do. Then you've got your friends, which are people that you probably talk to a little more often. You always want to have, you want to, if you can, right, you have to realize that you can't expand that inner circle too much because, You'll spread yourself thin, but you want to try and maintain those healthy relationships. I know it's hard in high school, though, man. People are crazy, and
1: yeah. you everybody has some crazy different agendas
0: at that point. And you know, it's a it's a dog eat dog world. Throw all these mm-hmm. growing people into a building and let them hang out together for six to eight hours a day, and let them those
1: just egomaniacs. And let them just eat each other alive. Yeah, the adolescent development. There's uh, there's not very much prefrontal cortex thoughts going on, which is like, hey, you shouldn't do that. So all of these individuals have their, their thoughts like, these are awesome ideas, and we're not going to listen to anyone older than us tell us what to do. So we're going to do all these cool things that we want to do, and nobody else around us has their prefrontal cortex developed enough to think hey that's a bad idea for your well, future. Well, I think
0: that's why like you said you you grow farther away from your parents and I think some people even go as far mm-hmm. as pushing their parents away at that point because yeah. I just picture the teen the average teenager yelling and fighting with their parents like you don't understand mm-hmm. me, you don't get it. Ah! And then all of a sudden it's cuz you know as soon as somebody starts yelling, they just want to be right at that point. There there's no logical side of their brain thinking at that point. They're they're flooded with emotion and when, once your brain is flooded, you can't rationalize. So, and yeah. like you said, there's just there's no there's no filter there. There's there's nothing happening at that point until as the years go on, your body kind of simmers down and is like well I'm I'm a little more grown I get it a little bit better and and then you can start to
1: develop that prefrontal cortex and I think in this age is where we start to develop those those early romantic relationships as well so we get into those those relationships where they're simply for maybe just for pleasure or because You think that girl's hair is pretty... It's totally out of pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, definitely is. That chick's a smoke show. Uh, These kids have crazy hormones going on. They're all about those monkey instincts. They want that pleasure. They want that good stuff. And that's all (laughs) they want. (sighs) That's amazing. (laughs) It's true. and and it,
0: It is. It's amazing that some people get past that. I just mean, like, there's people that we went to high school with who are still together. They've been together for 15 years or 10 years. That is madness. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't I even mean, take care of myself. That's awesome. Let alone take care of another person for that long.
1: Man, I have I I have trouble like being around a person for too long. I get to the point where I'm just like I just want to be alone for a little bit. I'm going to go to the woods, kind of like hang out. So to be like, to be with a person for that long is, is amazing. It's impressive that you've that you've gotten to a point in your relationship where you can like talk things out. Because I'm, I'm assuming these those kind of relationships aren't those toxic, terrible relationships. And if they are, I'm sorry that you've had to deal with that for so long. But when you get to that stage those those relationships always come across as more mature. They talk about things, they work on things together, they support each other. So, those are those healthy like pushing you forwards kind of relationships that you want. Not just about the physical attraction and whatever else there is in that situation, but it's it's those those relationships you want to to help you grow as a person. Jimmy, I have a question for you. When
0: you, were com- yeah. when you were in high school, did you have any mm-hmm. romantic relationships that weren't based on a physical attraction? No. No, I didn't either. I just want to know, do you think that's common? Do you think there's usually more, like, is there more of an emotional attraction when you're that age? Or do you think it
1: develops from the physical attraction? not all my relationships were purely physical. I mean, there's always like some kind of emotional connection or like at least, at least there was something that we like connected over like, Hey, we both like this thing or, or whatever. Or we both have the same friends or whatever it was. So I think every relationship has to start out with physical. I mean, w- rom- romantic relationships to be like attracted to somebody is a very large part of a, a of a romantic relationship. Because you're not going to want to touch somebody that you're not attracted to.
0: No, so and think... the sexual encounters in a romantic relationship are an important part of any romantic relationship.
1: Yeah, that like that's a very large part of why a lot of relationships break down. The physical, the physical part of the relationship stops working.
0: Ten years down the road, the kids leave the house. And all of a sudden, daddy doesn't want mommy.
1: <laughs> I think the uh, I think if once you break down the physical, it starts to it's it definitely starts to affect the emotional. You're not feeling that you're wanted or needed for these different things, and you're feeling that that person is being satisfied in that way by maybe another person or or somehow somehow or another because you feel that that person still needs that, but they're not getting it from you anymore. So there's something going on.
0: Yeah, and that's when it comes down to, you have to care about the other person's needs and wants, and you also have to acknowledge the fact that different people receive love in different ways. Mm -hmm. And if time goes on and you're not nurturing and caring for that relationship, it will fall apart. And the longer you neglect it, the harder it's gonna get, right? you see it happen all the time. And I feel like it's happening more and more as time goes on. You know, people are just losing sight of what a relationship is about. I think most people find it just like a security thing and a comfort blanket. And it really should be
1: about a lot more than that. Yeah. It shouldn't just be like, Hey, we're together. So we're safe. It should be like, Hey, we're together. Let's go do something that we don't find safe so that we can push these things forward. And you were just talking about express like the ways of expressing your love for people? Yeah. I'd remembered there was this list of different types and ways that people like to give and receive affection. And usually the way that you like to give affection is the way that you feel you would like to be to receive affection. So lots, there's for some people they like to um, do acts of service. So they'll they'll like go get something for you or do things for you. I think that's one of those things that I'm, I think I like to do is like, Hey, I'll do this thing for you. I'll do that for you, whatever. Then there's words of affirmation where you just tell people like all these different things, use your words a lot. It doesn't necessarily, it's it's not necessarily your actions, um, but your words. And you feel that when you say these things, you only say them because you mean them. And these, like, when you're not the kind of person that takes these different kinds of love, and you have a partner that is different from you in those aspects, sometimes it can get difficult. Where you're a person that uses your words, they're a person that uses um, quality time, for example. So they want to, they just want you to be around. They just want to sit next to you, kind of thing, it, or do activities with you, and they don't necessarily say these things. So those can be like difficult parts in a relationship. But they're an important part to talk about as well. Um, so yeah, there's, there's quality time as the third one. Receiving gifts as the fourth one. So giving people things. And then the fifth one's physical touch. They're all just different ways of giving and receiving love. And that, again, goes back to your basic childhood where you understand how your parents gave you love. Um, if they just spoiled you with toys or physical touch like would rub your back or give you words of affirmation, um, quality time, those different kinds of things. So it, it's it's one of those really important parts of a, of a romantic relationship that I think a lot of people overlook is just how you expect to be loved and how the other person expects to receive your love because that's a part that can break down really quickly.
0: Yeah, that you nailed that on the head, Jimmy, like 100%. Thank you. Uh, there is... Most people have a primary way of receiving love and a secondary way of receiving love. So it's usually not just one, but two of the one, mm-hmm. two of those uh, different categories that you kind of place them under. So you said you like acts of service. You said you like doing things for people. Yeah. Or for, I guess, specifically, like, that's, I think, I guess, one way
1: you would receive love. That's one way you like yeah. to give love. I mean, that that's one of those things that I just like to do all the time. I just like to try and... If somebody needs something, somebody needs help, I'm in I'm going to do that kind of thing. Like, that's what I want to do. Totally. And
0: as we said, this is relationships in general, and when we say love, like it's not just romantic relationships. Love comes in all shapes, sizes, forms and comes, you know, you'll come across it with different people. Like I love Jimmy. He's been my brother for years and years and years and you know he's always been there for me and so there's a certain level of brotherhood and camaraderie and love that we share and that's cool and so you know you just have to notice that so watch people because like we said people will give love in the way that they want to receive love mm-hmm. so if somebody is constantly doing things for you then that means that's probably then try doing something for them and you'll probably notice that they are super grateful for uh the service because mm-hmm. that's what I've done and I've watched my significant other I've watched how the things she does and how she acts and how she sends me love and I've recognized it and I know that you know she she's a big one for quality time she just wants to spend time yeah. together because sometimes you know we go a few weeks without seeing each other because we both work so much and and I know that she just loves that quality time and I know that she appreciates it so much so and I'm the type of person that I like the quality time but that's not how I receive love and so sometimes when there's a night where you know we both have off and she's like oh do you want to come over do you want to hang out you know sometimes i really want to say no i don't cuz i just kind of need my time to myself especially cuz i'm you know like i try to be as creative as possible as often as possible so when i have that time sometimes i kind of have to be introverted and i have to spend that time and kind of focus yeah. on myself but i recognize that this is what she needs and so and that's the point where I'm like, okay, no, I I can do that. I can take this night and I can do this for you because I know that you're going to appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. And that by giving her that form of love, I'm going to receive that love back. So, you know, and like for me, a big one is physical touch. And not just in a romantic way, but just the small things like shoulder rubs or if we're sitting there watching a movie and she's just... Playing with my hand or whatever, like weird things like that. I really like that helps me feel a connection emotionally through the physical form. So, you know, it's just to recognize those things. You know, uh, everybody's different, but it's important to recognize them. And because it'll help you, it'll help you. You know, it's kind of a psychological thing, right? If you can learn to analyze people a little bit and read their body. Language, It'll really help you in all aspects of life, not just your romantic ones. We've been talking about relationships and different forms of relationships, and I want to talk about the most important kind that we have probably talked about many times in the past, but we haven't addressed it today, is the relationship with yourself. Mm. It's the most important relationship. You will never have a healthy relationship. I shouldn't say that. You'll have more healthy relationships if you have a healthy relationship with yourself i agree completely if you can learn to have a sense of self and know who the self is and care for yourself and nurture for yourself then you will be able to care and nurture for other people and Mm -hmm. when you know who you are and you know what your purpose is in this world and you can find a way to move forward and you know, just have an understanding of the world around you, then you will be able to uh, capitalize on those relationships and
1: make the most of them. And it'll just make all the difference in the world. That comes into, like, listening to yourself. One of the biggest parts of any relationship is listening. You have to be aware of, like, the other person, how they're feeling, what they want to express to you, those kind of things. And that's equally important for yourself. You need to understand where you are in life, what you need out of life, and where you want to go in life. And to do that, you have to listen to yourself. You need to listen to what makes you uncomfortable, what what's a little bit too comfortable, and those different things. I actually had a professor one one day tell us that every relationship that you're in, he says it's it's a type of manipulation. You always want to, in a way, manipulate a person to do a thing for you, Or whatever it is. So when it comes to these different types of love, our way of like manipulating that person... and and manipulation, it comes... It It sounds like such a bad word. It comes with a bad connotation, but it's not. I mean, it can be, but not all the time. It it can can be really bad. But no, manipulation isn't necessarily bad. Because without manipulation, nothing would ever get done. In that asking a person to do something for you is manipulating their will in a way to do that thing. So you you have to listen to yourself and then manipulate your own actions to do whatever it needs to be done to get to where you want to go. And you need to manipulate those people that are around you to help you out or do these different things. That's a big part of those types of affection. You, you give these people the type of affection that you want because in your head you think, okay, if I'm doing this for them, they'll understand this is what i want kind of thing so it's a big it's a big piece i think
0: i totally agree with you we when it comes to being in the studio we always have a way of manipulating people and it's the same idea it's not always for the bad but it's you tell them a certain thing to get them to play a certain mm-hmm. way because they're not doing this necessarily right and it's not that I'm trying to manipulate them to get them to do some evil thing or break the law in any way. Yeah.
1: Or like go against their will or whatever.
0: As a producer, you try and get people to perform the best they can. And sometimes you have to trick them a little bit, manipulate them in a certain way. So and you know, you're not doing it for the
1: negative reasons. You're doing it for the best of the project. The same with my job with the with the youth. None of these, like a lot of these kids, they don't want to go out and go to school or do different things. So you have to kind of manipulate them in a way to do different things. We've talked about how I use, I'll bring my PlayStation in so I can get them to go do some physical activity, get a bunch of extra chores done, do something that like pushes them forwards just so that they can use this PlayStation for a couple hours. I'm manipulating these people, but I'm doing it for their own benefit and positive, like in a positive way. And little do they know, so, I really wanted to talk about polyamory for these relationship topics. We're back, we're into these um, um, romantic relationships. And I just wanted to touch on the idea of polyamory because I think it's something f- super fascinating, super interesting. For the people that don't know Jimmy, tell them what polyamory is. So, polyamory is the idea that it's different than monogamy, basically, the opposite. You can have. A partner or or not and have like multiple other partners as well so some people do it in a way where they have a a primary partner so like they have a girlfriend or boyfriend and this person is the person that they spend their life with but at the same time they agree that they can go and um have emotional and physical connections with other people so this, that kind of relationship, there's a lot, you need to have a lot of um, self-awareness as well as communication with yourself and the, your your partner or multiple different partners. So these, these can end up being like, just like a group of people that are all kind of intermingled in the relationship, or it can be this, these you go out on, on like dates, you, you meet new people, you go do these fun activities and... Some of these things can become sexual. Some of them may not. But you, you're not necessarily a monogamous duo in the sense that you only stay together. So,
0: my question is: Yes, to be in polyamory or to partake mm-hmm. in it, does mm-hmm. the other person have to know?
1: Yes. So it has to be. A, so it has to be an open relationship. Yeah, basically. You can't, you can't be committing adultery. Mm-mm. No, then it's not a polyamorous relationship. It's just that's a monogamous. It's a, in air quotes, monogamous relationship on one half. Yeah, by on one half basically, but it's it comes down to like you have to um, set the tone for the relationship. You have to agree upon these things. I always think like at the beginning of a relationship is, is the only time that this can really be implemented unless you're at a point where you can both talk about these things without somebody getting emotionally like upset about it, which is really hard for a lot of relationships to get to that point to be at the point where you, you and your partner can go out and do things they don't necessarily have to, but it has to be agreed upon. And I, and there's gotta be different. There's gotta be a lot of communication And that maybe this person would, would rather you go out, do these dates and not tell them about anything about it, but they just want to know like when you're going out to do these things, or maybe they want to basically vet the people beforehand. They want to see, like they want to meet them. They want to talk to them, that kind of thing. Or you both go out and do a date separately and then do your thing and then meet the next day or whatever it is. Swingers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it's, I think it's just a really like, just a really cool idea that that's a way that people live. Um, that's not necessarily something that I'm into or or that I would be able to do. But I think it's a really cool, different part of society that people should know is there. People should be aware that it, you don't have to always be in this stuck in this relationship. You you're not always a cheater if you're seeing other people. But it has to it has to be a mutually agreed upon thing. That's the the biggest part of polyamory is communication. Which how how common do you think it is in this day and age? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I could see it being a lot more a lot more common now because there's there's like if you if it's a agreed upon thing and you're not necessarily just like throwing it out there telling everybody like, "Hey, we're polyamorous." Some people might some people might not. But I think it's a lot easier because there's like there's like online dating. So you can just go on there and be like, OK, we're going to meet here. And then you go meet for this date. And in a bigger city, you're not necessarily going to see a whole bunch of people, you know, kind of thing. So I think it's, I think it's probably a lot more popular than it would have been like 10, 15, 20 years ago where there's a huge social stigma on that kind of thing. Well, I think there still is. Yeah. Oh, I think there definitely is. But I think there's, like, less of a stigma because everybody's like, well, you're not hurting anybody if this is an agreed-upon thing, so you do you. In my own personal opinion, I feel like that's one of the biggest things that people are heading towards is, like, yeah, as long as you're not hurting other people, you can do whatever. But that's my belief, and I'm hoping that it's kind of getting out there and becoming more prevalent. I think a big part of it
0: is having that sense of self Mm -hmm. that we talked about and putting the ego away so that you can be supportive of another person who wants to show your partner love. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like children, children, you know, think of like the eight year old who has her little six year old sister and she loves her sister. She loves to play with her. She likes spending time with her, but all of a sudden her sister gets a toy that she did, she wanted and now she's upset because mm-hmm. her sister is happy? Yeah. It, it's, it's so backwards because if I saw somebody giving my partner love and it created happiness in my partner's life, why would I be upset at that other person? If you truly care about that person and, and just want what's best for them and want them to be happy... But that's where when it comes down to is usually nowadays, it's like, well, no, you get to be happy with me. Yeah. You only get to be happy together. And that's, I think, because people have that uh, insecurity and that lost sense of self. Whereas if you can look at it from an outside perspective and be like, just like, that guy makes you happy? Cool. Like, I'm happy that you're happy. Yeah, definitely. And if you can just open yourself up to those possibilities
1: imagine the peace that would come out in the world yeah people wouldn't be fighting so much yeah coming back to that like types of showing affection as well maybe you two have a a certain way of being together you you love each other in this certain way and and that's all well and fine it's perfect but then you meet this other person that they have a different kind of connection with you i think that's also important having different types of connections with people is really awesome you can be great friends with a person or you can be great friends and have great sex or, or whatever it is. And it's, it's great to have different types of things in your life, different experiences, different thoughts, different ideas, different people around. So I think the polyamorous idea is just that they're not getting like caught up on, well, this is the way we do things. Every week we're going to have a date night. We're going we're to go to the movies and have dinner and then we're also going to stay at home and watch Netflix these other days and whatever it is go out and do these different adventures but we're only going to do these things like each week so it it kind of like it's like spicing up life where yeah let's do that thing we'll make sure we have a day where we go and do something that we both enjoy we both have a great time and we spend good quality time together and whatever affection you need kind of thing but i'm also Going to go and do these other things that I like to do with these other people. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think I always
0: had the idea that you have to have your world formed mm-hmm. before you can combine your life with another person. Yeah. You have to know what you want in your life and you have to have that foundation built before you combine your life and commit your life with another person. Because I've seen when young relationships, move in together super early and then they have to they a lot of the times they end up start living they start living their lives for that other person and then as you start to live your life for that other person you lose that sense of self yeah and then
1: you become bitter you start resenting the other person i mean and then you also become a different person you're not the person that that person fell in love with in the first place so you're not necessarily going to be somebody that they want to be around all the time it changes the dynamic of the of the relationship when when you're no longer living for yourself you're not doing things for yourself you're not hanging out with the same friends because you're always with this person so you're hanging out with their friends and doing what they want to do you become a different person and that that can that can be a very big change in a relationship you think oh they want me around all the time so I'll be with them all the time but you're not developing yourself. You're not being who you are anymore. Jimmy,
0: wouldn't it be so cool if we saw Bob, man? Bob's never around because he's always hanging out with that
1: new girl. <laughs> right? Yeah. Then it it doesn't not just change the dynamic of the relationship that you're in, but it changes all the other relationships that you're in. Go
0: hang out with other people, not just one person. There's so many people in the world. Make some friends. Make some healthy relationships. Make sure that your relationship with yourself comes number one because it is ultimately the most important relationship. Make sure you have a relationship with God, whatever your God is. I'm not saying it's any specific God, but there is... Even if your god is yourself, make sure you have a sense of self, make sure you work on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's make sure it's concrete. Go try new things, take that time out and recognize the love in the world. It's ultimately what we're here to do. We're here to love, we're here to have a good time, we're here to live happy lives. Do we have a do we have a challenge for every, for them this week? Ooh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. A challenge. I challenge everybody to Call an old friend or write a letter. Write, a, write letter a letter to an old friend that you haven't communicated with in a while, or an old mentor, or a distant relative that maybe you haven't communicated with. Find a form of communication and just show somebody that you care mm-hmm. and somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah, I like write that. Write them a little letter. You know, uh, if you do so, Share that experience with us, and we will talk about it another week. We will tell
1: and share the stories with everyone else. I mean, we're not experts, but if you have any questions or if you just want to tell us stories about different relationships you have, go ahead. Send us stuff in, rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us on Twitter, um, at rootsoflifepod, direct message even, so... Communicate with us. We want to hear from you. I want to
0: give a shout out to our friend Paul, Mm -hmm. who sent in an email in regards to... Episode 8. The exercise challenge. Mm -hmm. So he did take it upon himself to try and commit to a certain amount of steps each day. And then as time goes on, he is going to try and increase those steps. Each week. Paul... Yeah, so Paul is an educator, he gets stuck up in a classroom, and so he is taking the initiative in optimizing his physical health Mm -hmm. and trying to just be a little bit more diligent about it, which is all we ask of all of you. Try a little bit harder, make the world a better place, even if it's just your world. Exactly. Because your world is your reality. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We're so grateful you're listening to this. We thank you, everybody for listening to the Roots of Life podcast episode 12. Taylor and Jimmy will be back next week with another episode for your
1: audio entertainment. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, everybody.